Hi, guys. My name is Israel Zapp. I'm the lead representative of the Our God Will Save Us organization. I want to thank you guys for tuning in this far and listening to our previous podcast. I love you guys. You guys are so awesome. Please feel free to subscribe to our Spotify. Follow us on Instagram and on YouTube at Our God Will Save Us. Spotify, though, today... Um, we're actually renaming the podcast from the conversation with Israel Zap. We did something kind of smiling. Why are you smiling? <laughs> uh, you're messing up my intro. Why are you smiling? <laughs> we renamed the podcast with permission from my current guest right now. Um, I'm going to introduce you after I rename the podcast. Um, uh, We're calling it Ambition. Um, There's a story behind that. We're going to get into that later. Uh, but welcome to Ambition. Um, this is a podcast where we talk. Anything, talk life, ministry, culture, leadership, society, church culture. We talk about anything and everything under God's hot sun. So feel free to leave your comments, questions, complaints, or concerns. I want all the smoke. Without further ado, we also have a website called OurGodWillSaveUs.com. Merch is on there. Go ahead, buy merch or donate. Completely up to you to help us because equipment is sometimes expensive. And notice the Star Wars hat. It's super awesome. <laughs> Without further ado, I want to welcome my guest, ministry partner, life partner, homeboy for, I think, what, three years or so? Three, you're going to give me only three years? What? Should I give you like five? I think so, actually. But that was before I interned at... Um, our church that we're at now. We so. met. We met before then. We, we met. Before we met. Then. We met um, in the middle of a fight that almost. Happened. I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it. All right. Uh, no, we did meet because someone wanted to fight you it for was, like a weird reason. It was a um, very weird reason. But it, good thing that fight did not happen because we are above that. We are. No, we're not. Shut up. You <laughs> were above kidding. it. You didn't want to okay, fight no, him. You don't, no, I'll give you the credit. Yeah. You didn't want to fight him. No, but that's when good. I first met you. I thought you were really cool. You came a couple times to visit, and then you interned, and then I realized, wow, this guy is weird. But <laughs> was the it most the tiny charismatic, pants, or it, was it <laughs> a lot of things? But it, you know, I want to. Cool. I want to welcome our guest, my guest, my dear friend, my brother, uh, community college, or Andrew Andouiza, or uh, Drew Andrew, Weezy. Andrew, you know? <laughs> Drew Weezy, uh, only on the weekends. <laughs> only uh, on the week, going up on the weekend, dude. I can't deal with the Bears hoodie though, bro. I can't. I'm sorry. He, you are a Texas fan and a Bears fan and a Cowboys I'm fan. I'm in the middle of a conversion, bro. I'm in the middle of a conversion. Can we baptize you in the name of the Los Angeles Rams or something? No, no, I don't want. Can that we at get all. you supporting I'm, LA? I'm totally somehow? fine where I'm at. I'm very content in my uh, in my space right now. At the time that this podcast aired, I think it'll be two weeks prior to this podcast that the Dodgers have won the World Series. Yep. The Lakers have won the playoffs. Is LeBron the best? Lakers have won the playoffs. Go on. <laughs> and um, we are on our way for the LA Rams to also redeem themselves. Nah, they're not going to, <laughs> man. They're not going to win it this year. They're not going to win this year, but it'd be cool. It'd be cool. I'm a Brady fan, but I need LA to get a three to get a three ring. All right, I need LA to have three victories within the season. That would be cool. That would be cool. <clears throat> for Gigi and for mm-hmm. Kobe and for LA. Man, they really won it after Kobe died, huh? Dude. That's crazy. We went all, we did it in our Mamba jerseys. No, we did it the game after we wore our Mamba jerseys. We? You're a Laker fan? Yes, I'm a Laker fan. Is that Cap? Is that Cap? <laughs> no, I swear on moms. On moms. That is the one team that I've actually stuck by unlike the Patriots. I was a Brady fan. I'll give you I'll give you a, Okay. To be honest. Man, I don't watch basketball like that. I can't get I watch the it. highlights. Do you? So, Do you? I, I don't oh, know so if that we're both posers. Okay, I'm cool. Let's with go. That. <laughs> we'll I'm take cool it. I'm cool with that. Take it to be honest. Um I wanted to dive into this topic because I believe that the topic that we're going to dive into is honestly very, um, very important. And I want that to take most of um, the airtime that we have. Um, Yeah, it's going to be very serious. It's going to be fun. We're going to have uh, Elk Grove Izzy come out (laughs) hand in pocket. (laughs) Story behind that. You can't you can't you can't say inside jokes on podcasts. People don't get it. You're right. No, that's terrible. That's terrible. Um, Story behind that is. Um, we were both in uh, leadership at the time um, for our student ministry, and um, one of our leaders wanted to go to this conference in Elk Grove, and it's a very sophisticated church conference. Yeah, it's very, very, very sophisticated. <laughs> very. I was shocked, man, walking in there. I was like, whoa, is this what we were supposed to be doing? I was, I, I felt convicted, and I don't even know why, dude. Like. <laughs> I, honestly, man, I grew up with those types of people. I didn't. I didn't. I've never seen a roof that tall inside of a building. That ceiling was so high up, man. Or a and bathroom that nice. I didn't go in the bathroom. <laughs> I didn't go to the bathroom at all. But they had a coffee shop. Uh, that was crazy. Very nice coffee shop. That's like shop. normal now. But back then, it was kind of like a new thing that people were like saying was kind of foreign. They were breaking barriers in suits and ties where people were trying to 
move barriers and skinny jeans. Did and you get jeans. to copy that, dude? No, I didn't. I, did. I was I, no, I tried. I think I tried somebody's, and I remember it not being that good. It's a work again, in progress. Uh, I'm sure it's good now. I'm sure they've had a lot of time. To I do haven't it. been there in years, man. But in in that service, I was very um, what you guys called hand in pocket, which is literally I'm walking around <laughs> with my proper <laughs> etiquette. That's with what it was. Hand in very, pocket. He had his hand in his pocket, <laughs> chest puffed, very proper. <laughs> talked slowly, did all the syllables. <laughs> yes, enunciated. Sir. It was it was weird. Pastor, it is my pleasure. For those who don't know Israel, Israel is the complete opposite of that on any other day of the week. I laugh at anything and anything under God's yeah. hot sun. It's awesome. I love my life. That was a really fun day, though. I think it in was. total, in total, that dude's house afterwards. Boy, the dude had a car on the second floor just for show. I think that was crazy, man. He had a presidential suite. All right. Yeah, it was, huh? It had the seal on the ground. Yes, and then that he was had crazy. A, he had a picture. Was of, that the pastor? Was that the senior pastor? That was house? the bishop. The bishop's house? Yeah. They had three houses on the same property, mm-hmm. correct? It was yes. him, his granddaughters or something like that. Daughters? I don't know. I don't know. Had like a mini golf in his backyard next to the pool. Yeah. It had like two like holes. Yeah. I, and it was all countryside. Fire pit. He yeah. Whole property. Man, it was a really nice house, man. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't be able to live in a house like that. I feel like I'd get lost. I feel like I'd be scared to live in that house. I would. You I know? would yeah. Imagine that place at night. Stop with like at a pin night. drop, like things like just cracking at random. You hear times. something from the other side of the house. It takes two hours to get there. <laughs> like it's far, dude. It, it was it was a big house. I'll take my two bedroom house. To be honest, I'll take that. Maybe a three bedroom. I would live in an apartment the rest of my life. Promise instead you. Of, I, instead I don't, of I'm, I'm outside of my house a lot. I'm outside. Well, before all this, but yeah, I was outside my house a lot. I mean, I was hanging out with you guys all the time. You know, and I'll take it. I'll take an apartment. I think when I was in my apartment, Jose came over like once a week for sure, just to pick me up. We'll go eat something for like an hour. Not gonna back, lie, and then go back later on, like four hours later, to go eat again. That taco truck on Lodi is actually pretty fire. I can't remember the name of it right now, what but that it? one was good. It was like it, La Pascal or something like that. I don't know. No, you also a white boy. Yeah, it, it was it was good though. It was only cash. If it's only cash, it's gonna be good. Honestly, in my opinion. Shout they out. take card. They're going. They're, it's like them going non-dom or something like that. You know what I'm saying? It's like Stop. Those, it's like the same comparison. You know how churches look at that? Yeah. It's like they, oh, they take card now. They're going down. Shout out to Maita and to Los Compadres for being the best taco trucks in Stockton. Well, one, just, one just took over the kingdom, right? One We're not just, talking about that. Yeah, We're, we can't argument. say that on air. Um, but I wanted to dive into the topic of mental health um, because this topic is. It has been something strong for me for a while. But it only grew when I actually had to live through my own story. Mm. Um, I don't think you and I actually ever t- um, have talked about it recently. Um, mainly just because we've been, you're about to get married soon. We're on two different planets We're right on, now, man. Yeah. Seriously. Like, yeah, you're about to get married soon. I am still looking for the one. <laughs> and she, yeah. hasn't, she hasn't made an appearance yet. Um, but you're about to get married soon. You're involved in a lot of different aspects of your life. And I've just been trying to either build uh, a brand from the ground up, trying to be as creative as I possibly can, trying to heal, trying to dive into ministry full force. And this mental health aspect has, has attached itself to me mm. in the biggest way. And one of the people who I knew who could actually get the conversation is somebody who I've walked with um, who deals with it. Um, I don't know how far you want to go. Just call me mentally ill. Is that what you, is that what you just did? I'm calling you that you you're, you're perfectly aware <laughs> okay. of your mental health. <laughs> I'll take, I'll take it. I'll take one. it. I'll take it. That's the problem, though. Sometimes we look at mental health as in the negative connotation because that's all society yeah. knows it as. Yeah. Somebody says, "Oh yeah, his mental health is A, B, and C." Well, why don't you talk about their mental health when they're happy and they're smiling? Like, yeah. I, I want to bring awareness as a whole, not just to the homie is suicidal or homie is scarred or homie is this or homie is that let's Mm. talk about it all as a whole um for me my story was um this is october right now we're recording what is it october 30th this is what's actually the 31st 31st oh happy halloween halloween right now happy as satan you just got a halloween episode on (laughs) your podcast unintentionally uh, all saints day was yesterday or tomorrow that's tomorrow it's november 1st oh yesterday was national texture x day I need to do that. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Too far. I'll probably not participate. Let's not do that. Let's not do that with you. I'm about to pass. Uh, but last year um, in October was, I guess, it wasn't the beginning of a downward spiral. It was like the cultivation mm. of a downward spiral. Um, I think I scared a good amount of people from October to maybe about March or so. Um, I was heavily suicidal. Um, 
I backed out of ministry uh, twice, mm. which is, if you know me, you know, that's mainly my lifestyle. You know, I'm really consumed with it. It's your whole life. It is my life. You know, yeah. It's just how we were raised. Especially yeah. in our culture, in our, in our demographic, for sure. Yeah, for sure. if you're in not, circle, if yeah. you're not involved in ministry, then you're nobody. You're nobody. Yeah. So Sadly. I was backing out of ministry. <clears throat> um, I was messing around with um a couple people who I shouldn't have been messing around with. Um, <laughs> I love how you're. You looked at me. You looked at me, and it's, it made yeah, it funny, dude. It made it funny. It wasn't my best pastime, to be honest with you. And if I could be honest on air, um. This uh, this person who I was with, um, they were heavily, you know, romantically wanting to be with me. And I was mm. like, you know, this isn't going to go anywhere. And they were like, yeah, I know. And I said, you know, I'm using you to make myself feel better. And they're like, yeah, I know. And I'm like, all right. It's, you're a, low, it's a low place to be in life. You're equally messed up as life. me yeah, and I'm, and I'm using you. Yeah. <laughs> so And to be okay with that, you got to be going through some stuff, man. The problem was, though, is I, I knew what I was doing was wrong, mm. but I didn't know how to stop. Yeah. So then that progressed into me making dating choices that I never would have made years ago. Mm. All right. Which I remember it was February. It was one of our main, it was our main conference. And you were like, I think I've, you asked me about it. I told you about it. And then you're like, what, what was your response actually? Do you remember uh, when I told you about the one girl that I was dating? <laughs> I, I actually thought it, no, I actually thought it made sense. I, I was not opposed to it. I was not opposed to it at first. Wow. It, it made sense. It made sense because um, I didn't know all the underlining stuff going along with it. You know what I'm saying? I, mm-hmm. I saw, I saw one plus one equal two. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't see everything behind that. Um, I mean, but I don't, I don't really care too much. I mean, I support you and your decisions, whatever you make, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, at the time I didn't, you didn't it know made, about it, it made yeah. sense. But then the more things that came out, I was like, man, you know, maybe this isn't a good idea. But, it really wasn't. Especially, but we don't realize that at the beginning, right? We don't. No. We, don't we don't realize that till later. And even if we do, it's and even if we do realize it, and we still go through it, we still haven't really realized it all the way. I think, you know, what I'm saying, mm-hmm. you're still not fully aware that you're just in a really low place. You know, the thing that really, I guess you can say, helped snap you back was when, oh God, I'm gonna chop up your words. You told me this in the bathroom at that same conference. Bathroom conversations. I remember are awesome, this conversation. I don't remember what I said though. But you remember the effect. I remember of the words. effect of the conversation. It was like, well, it was something on the lines of, if you don't feel right about it, maybe you shouldn't be doing it. I don't, it was remember. Some, I don't remember. It was something around there. It was something around those details, and I was like, I was trying my best to make up. Oh, it. you know what it was? You know what it was? It was, if you are embarrassed to bring it to light, then you know that you're not doing something right. Because you wouldn't, you didn't want to. That's what the conversation was. Am I wrong? I think everybody needs to tweet that right now. Please well, tweet it. Tweet well, it, Instagram well, it. No, because because well, let's just let's bring it out to light. Because I, I was a victim, or not a victim. I was guilty of this too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's where you know you get with somebody and you keep it on the down low, right? Because you you don't for whatever reason. You know what I'm saying? So so in your case, you did it because <clears> you, I don't. You were like embarrassed by it, or maybe you just didn't didn't want people to know or something like that. Like mm-hmm. right there, when you get with somebody, you want to show them off completely. You know what right. I'm saying? If you're with the right person. Um, when I got with my now fiance, I kept on the down low at first because like, uh, I like had just gotten out of a relationship and I didn't expect to get into one right off the back. You know what I'm saying? And I felt kind of wrong bringing that out. And then eventually I felt really guilty of that. So then when I realized like, you know, Hey, the only person's feelings that matter really are mine. So I'm just going to bring it out to light and I'm going to be really happy about it. And when I started telling all my friends and told my family and stuff like that worked out really well, you know, she mingled well with my, with my friends and stuff like that. She mingled well with you guys, you know, she was ended up being really awesome and it, and I'm really glad that she stuck around for mm-hmm. that part you know what I'm saying and that's what I think made her super pinnacle in my life is that she she didn't have to stay through that you know what I'm saying she she wow. deserved more you know than to just be kind of kept a secret um I'm kind of making this sound like a bigger deal than it was cuz it wasn't like a huge deal but <clears throat> I mean to me it was cuz only I knew what was going on like mentally with all that but she stayed around for that and then once we got past that it was awesome super great so I mean and in your case or whatever, whatever you were, you know, keeping it on the down low. Um, did you see like that coming to light one day, like saying like, oh, this is awesome. Like once you got through that, or did you think it was always going to be kept on the down low? Honestly, I, I was not in the right headspace to even think that far. Yeah. Yeah. I know that. I know that. I was in the spot where, um, wow, this is going to be great. Um, I was in the spot where, um, 
in order for me to realize how low I was, I had to go high. And, okay. And um, I recorded myself while I was in that spot. And I was like, you really had to turn to this in order to realize how messed up you were. Mm. And one of my homegirls who uh, put me on it, uh, she didn't want to because she knew how I was. She knew how, you know, involved with church and in my faith and who I am as a person and how um, I think even you said this to me one time. If you ended up doing something stupid, you wouldn't be able to live with yourself. So she she uh, she looked at me the same way, but I wouldn't stop messing with her. Be like, yo, let me try it one time. And um, she took most of the hit. And then from there, she's like, all right, you literally have like two left. So you're not going to get messed up by it. That was a lie. <laughs> yeah, you're like a super virgin lung, I think, right? Something like I was that. like, uh. just, yeah. Um, I recorded myself because I, I can I can kind of feel like it was going away. And I was like, all right, this is the, I guess, the most, you know, you're going to get out of this. You might as well record yourself talking to yourself, try to straighten yourself out. And you thought you were, you thought it was funny. That's why you recorded yourself. Don't make it. No, I'm being, I'm being a hundred percent honest. Uh, like it, it was funny in the beginning because there was somebody watching the Seahawks game and I was laughing the whole time. Seahaw- <laughs> Seahawks are pretty laughable sometimes. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're really good though. Yeah. Was, their Seattle crowd is awesome. Yep. Um, but I recorded myself and I was saying, you really had to turn to this in order for you to realize how low you were. So that was back in October. Mm. And then. Well, really, what that helped, I guess you can say, that helped me realize what I was doing. That didn't help me get back on, though. What helped me get back on was our bathroom conversation. Um, when you said, if you're not going to bring the light, you probably shouldn't be doing yeah, it. That happens a lot, huh? No, not <laughs> We like, talk no, about a lot of not, stuff in the bathroom. Not just us. Not just us. Yeah. Not just us. I think conversations are huge, man. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of times, like, when I was going through some stuff, just talking about stuff and hearing another person that I like I that knows me, you know what I'm saying? Like a close person. Mm-hmm. Maybe not family. I don't know. I don't like my family sometimes. But like like yeah. close friends who know you and if if like if one of my boys, like if either of you looked at me while I'm doing something wrong and really sat down and told me like, hey man, you're doing something wrong. That's way bigger to me than like that's gonna affect me more than I think anything possible to get me out of that. You know what I'm saying? You're not wrong. You and I have had that once um upstairs in the church. When um you had told me about a certain situation after you and uh, this girl, you mm-hmm. guys ended things. And then I was like, bruh. And then you were like, yeah, you're right. It's huge. It's huge. Just talking yeah. about things. You know what I'm saying? Seeing how like, the closest people you are, seeing how they react to it, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it changes. It changes how you look at things for real. When you're in that dark place, I guess, as much as I was, um, because it wasn't like, it wasn't just one major thing that pulled me out. It was like, it was the recording. It was our conversation. It was another conversation with um, a very well-known evangelist. I won't drop his name. Um, but he was at the end of our conference, and he pulled one to the side. And he said, son, I'm going to be honest with you. All right, I'm saying this out of love because I love you. You're a minister. And when he said that to me, I'm like, well, I'm a minister, and I'm doing A, B, and C right now. Mm. That's always, that's always so hard. That's, that always hurts, huh? That it hurt hurts. me because I've always tried my best not to be a hypocrite. When you, reali- when you realize you're better than this, it hurts. And then when other people, especially at his level, can see it, it's like, all right, if he knows that I put myself at this expectation, at this mm. standard, and I'm not living it right now, something has to change. Right. So when he gave me that talk saying, look, you're a minister, you're, you know, you do all these different things, you need to dress like you need to act like you need to live like it, I'm like, Okay, that's when I broke up with the person I was with, and I I did it for that reason. But I still wasn't in my proper frame of mind. Mm. But conversations, what got you to that point? Conversation was... Conversation got you started looking at yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. How do you... If you were in that same mindset that I was, what... What is it that I guess you can say um, gets you thinking? someone that cares flat out i think uh i mean because when you get into that low point actually i'm not gonna i'm not gonna generalize it i'll just talk about me because i only know mine right Mm. so when i'm in that low point the 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 one person that doesn't care about me the most in that moment is myself and if i can't care about myself 
and it's just gonna go downhill from there. <clears throat> and, and and not to put the uh, not to put the uh, the weight of everything on somebody else, but I think that somebody else reaching out, caring, and you know seeing that you're there, huge, huge for me. Because I mean, I, when I was going through a lot of my stuff, I, I didn't really have anybody uh, who noticed it because you know me and you, I think we kind of share the same similarity of we're that friend that really reaches out a lot. You know, mm -hmm. with that friend that really goes out and, and asks people like, hey, how are you? Like, are you okay? And like, we check up on people, but that kind of doesn't get reciprocated back. You know what I'm saying? No, that's so true. It doesn't, it just doesn't work like that. And that's just life. But I think the the one big thing, not the thing, but one big thing is just someone that cares. That can pull, it pulled me out, you know, and I wouldn't even say fully out because, you know, it's an ongoing battle, you know, but I mean, someone caring is huge, but something for, for myself probably when I'm, when I'm, when I was in like a really dark state is just kind of not dwelling it, but understand that you are in a low place right now. You know what I'm saying? Once you get to that point of realization I, and I, I don't have an answer of what can get you from low place to that point of realization, whether it's God, whether it's family, whether it's just music, you know, everyone's got their own little thing. But for me, the biggest thing in my experience was just someone that cared. I think, and I think that's huge. <clears throat> and I love that so much because for one person for me who was walking through that with me um, was Jose, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, he's a producer. He's a tech Shout guy. Shout out Jose, man. Shout out Jose. He's dope, he's dope uh, man. I think it's Joe period low um, in the Instagram. <laughs> low. low Solutions. Look at his website. Low Productions, Low Solutions. <laughs> everything. He, he does everything. I love the guy. Um but he walked with me through it. I remember one time we actually um, got out of the driveway of uh, Burger King. It was crazy. Shout man, out. how many how many talks have we had in driveways of food places, dude? dude how many times? How, man. Not, not food places. Taco Bell. Talk, <laughs> Taco, Bell. Taco Bell parking lot has gotten me, like, my name written in the book of life, like, at least <laughs> so many times. Not anymore, though. Erased. They're taken away by Hot Blast, so. Oh, uh, yeah. They, they, they're, yeah, they can, you know. Um, dream again <laughs> bless the lord but then um, what were you saying so uh we were getting out of the burger king uh driveway and i wasn't um i didn't show up to uh this sunday service actually in the beginning of covid mm. um i took a month off of ministry altogether <clears throat> and we were in the drive-thru and i was telling him i don't think i want to be a pastor anymore mm. I don't think I want to preach anymore. That's I don't been even, your whole life, though, dude. That, that's literally that's like, what I've been trained yeah, to be. Yeah, that's you. I've been trained to either take over my dad's church or to be a pastor somewhere You've else or to preach for everywhere. 100%. That, especially in our culture. In our culture, mm -hmm. at least growing up for me, I know culture's changing now, but growing mm -hmm. up for me, if you're not a pastor or a preacher of some source that's very well known, mm -hmm. if you're not even married to somebody who's like that, mm -hmm then you're never going to amount to nothing in culture. Yeah. So for me to be in that car, and he knows this because he grew up in the same culture I, as I do, for him to be in that car to hear me say, I don't want to be a pastor anymore. I don't want to be a preacher anymore. Matter of fact, I even went as far as to say, I don't even think I want to be a Christian anymore. Oof. Because That's a low place. That's a low place right there. Yeah. Because I did not know who I was mm -hmm. at that point. I didn't know how I can get out of that low. I didn't know how I can... Matter of fact, if I could be honest with you, I felt like I was digging my hole deeper mm. because I didn't know how I could be like, all right, I'm still struggling with this. I can't see myself getting out of it. Matter of fact, I I don't really go super spiritual on podcasts, you know, so for all of our viewers, this is going to be a new one. Mm. Um, Spirit of Suicide visited me. Mm. The only thing that broke it was me quoting a verse, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I know the plans I have for you. And I love it. It's a coffee mug verse, sadly, but there's so much weight it's within one, that man. scripture. It's really good. And I had told myself, these aren't the plans that God has for me to end my life right now. Mm. The problem was, though, was that was after my whole mental breakdown where I was paralyzed for three hours. I couldn't move and I couldn't talk. I was in a hospital bed. He had to drag me. All right, I'm 250 was pounds that, of was, sexy. Was that when we sat in the waiting room for like two? Was no, that, no, 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 no. That no. was a different time? No, when you sat in the reading, uh, waiting room, that was when um, we went to Redwood City after. I think that was when we celebrated one of our friend's birthdays. When he took me to the waiting room um, or to the hospital at Joe's, this was in the beginning of COVID. This was like our first week when we were only holding live stream only services. Okay. 
So this was like in March. It was like March or April. And he takes me over there. Two days later, you know, I'm fine, you know, and I'm contemplating suicide to the point where I'm like, all right, I'm going to write my goodbye letter right here, right now. Mm. After that, I'm taking time off. Okay. I get past that moment, but I still don't know if I even want to be a Christian. Mm -hmm. I still don't know what it is. I just know that I don't want anything to do with this culture because the thing that I look at, which is a, I guess if you want to call this a segue, I'm not blaming Christianity Uh and I'm not blaming Christian culture wholeheartedly. We have tried our best to pray mental health issues away. Mm. Okay. We've tried to pray away the therapist and pray away counselors. Right. Because let's be honest, back in the 70s and 80s, something that I wasn't born into, but if you look at old preaching videos on YouTube, they looked at trusting in doctors as trusting in the arms of man rather than the arms of God. Right. So when I'm in that space, I've walked with so many people through this. Mm-hmm. It's different when you're walking with people than when you're walking on your own through it. And when I'm walking on my own through it, I'm like, okay, I've walked with you through it. Now, how do I live this on my own? Because mm-hmm. I don't know how to go to a counselor. I don't know how to go to a therapist. I don't know if I need to be on medication right now. I don't know if I should be going to church because I'm trying to pray and God isn't answering. Mm-hmm. And if I could be 100% honest for a second, you mentioned earlier something that is very true, which is how we're constantly the people who goes out of our way to check on people. There was only like three people who reached out to me that season. Yeah. Mind you, I'm heavily involved in church, and then for a whole month I'm gone, and no one reaches out to me except three people. Yeah. I have to go to a different stream of Christianity to find people who can sew me up. Mm-hmm. Were you just, look, you just looking for people, though? Is that what it was? It think? wasn't that I was looking for people. It was more like I just wanted somebody to be there, and I didn't. Were you were you were you open about what you were going through in that season? Oh yeah, I was. I was posting journal entries on social media. Mm. Now I am not that person. Now mm. <laughs> you know I'm not, and I'm not. I remember this. I remember this. I remember. I remember you posting those. I think that this was recent, not too recent, but. This was this like, was but the COVID beginning. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I remember that. Okay. So like when I, I'm pulling and like I'm going into every different riff. I'm trying to stay centered, but as a church culture, I think we've gotten better with dealing mm. with mental health issues. Yeah. And not trying to pray it away, but at the same time, we haven't made a lot of room for conversation as far as all right. How do we handle this? You think that's the church or you think that's the world? I think that's church culture. You think so? I th- what, what I mentioned in I think, previous— I think it's both. I think it's both. No, I, I, I can, I but can I, say I, this. Well, both. But we're talking about the church. I'll, I'll, I'll get with you on that. Yeah, No, right. yeah. I say—this is something that I mentioned with um, my friends PJ and Karina. Um, the world will always be possibly right here, and the church is right here. Mm-hmm. And then the, when the world moves up, the church takes their spot. So yeah. whatever previous standard that the world has, we want to seem pleasing enough to where we look the part, but we still want to maintain our own integrity. Mm. So when it comes to room of conversation within the church as a whole, um, at least from what I've seen, it doesn't really affect the local congregation until one of the young people commits suicide on the yeah, front porch. Yeah, no one notices until there's a funeral, for sure. How can we as a church culture, mind you, and I want to make a disclaimer, um, not every Christian church is like this on the negative side of the spectrum. Not at all. But how can we as a church culture get better as to actually start being more aware? Um, I think time. I honestly think time because, like you said, it's a lot lot better than where it was. But, I mean, my parents, um, I I would never feel comfortable talking to my parents about that kind of stuff. Uh, Maybe my mother, but... My point to that is that they were in the church generation before us in that raising in that kind of church. And I don't think that there was any room for this conversation Not at all. in the generation behind us. If you had depression, you, you know, had a demon. Yeah, 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 of course. And even now, um, even when, you know, I was very vocal about it and I was kind of like campaigning, you know, to bring awareness and stuff like that for the longest time, I, I was the only one doing it. You okay. know what I'm saying? So I think people are people are more receptive now to hear about it. I don't think people are ready yet to talk about it, but I do think that we're in a better place now to hear about it. And it's a step forward, but I do think that just 
people that have the guts to keep talking about it need to keep talking about it so that people can get used to hearing about it so then eventually people will start talking about it because there's no room for the conversation there's room for the listener right now mm. you know if I, if I wrote a spoken word right now and i went up in front of like 100 people in a youth service they're all going to listen to it they're going to think i mean we'll say just not me so it doesn't sound boastful but you hear spoken word about mental illness people will hear it they'll think it's powerful they'll go home they'll think about it next day they move on with their lives that's a lot better than what we were i think 10 years ago you know, people would hear and be like, man, that guy's going through some stuff. We need to pray for him. For sure. You know, but like in one of those, like you said, like pray the demon away kind of things. But I think just time, it's just, it's one of those things to where uh, I, I don't, I don't have an answer to where there's anything that we can do other than just keep talking about it. We have to, the people that know about it, people that are going through it. Um, it's hard to talk about it, but if we want awareness, someone's got to start that role, right? Someone's got to push the snowball forward. So just got to keep going within that vein it's like because you had said there's like there's really only room for listening right now mm -hmm. how do we make room for the conversation because i feel like this is something that my dad had always taught me which is you're never this is gonna go very spiritual you're never gonna have time for god but you're always gonna have to make time mm -hmm. so if i can phrase if i can rephrase it you're never gonna have time for the conversation but how are you gonna make time for it mm. I think I think the people that have gone through it that feel called to to talk about it like me and you I would say that we we do like I mean I'll speak for myself again because I don't know anybody else's life but I feel like I'm I'm called to talk about it I feel like that's like one of my main purposes you know and I think that what we can do as people is mm -hmm. those people that feel called to do it we can't shy away from our calling we have to accept it and we have to do it and we have to just keep in our walk and find the right way to do it and just be that pinnacle movement because every single every single thing that's come to life started with one person. Every single movement started with one person, right? Right. So who's to say that me and you are not to be those people? You know what I'm saying? Because I, it's it's amazing how little, like you said, the conversation of mental illness is happening. It's, For sure. It's very little, you right. know? Um, people, the, the most you hear about it is like a preacher saying, like, you're dealing with, like, the spirit of depression, spirit of, like, suicide, and then they'll name, like, five other things. It's just one of those things, you mm -hmm. know? It's not something worth talking about yet. It's literally just a statistic. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I feel like I'm more than just a statistic. Wow. You know, I would like to be more people died from suicide this year than COVID, but we don't talk about it. We don't want to talk about yeah. it. We'd rather talk about an election with two old people running for office. Currently, as of this date, mm -hmm. I don't know, whoever wins. Um, God bless them. Do you think the world's going to end when one of them wins? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Man, I think I'm, I'm going to vote for uh, Jesus Christ on the ballot. <laughs> uh, I wrote my name in, but yeah, I should have done the right <laughs> <my> own. <laughs> I never thought of that. Oh. Just put down Andrew. What's up? <laughs> Future me. Hopefully uh, you're uh -huh. still alive, right? <laughs> Man. Um, but I think, you know, you know what it is, though, is, is I do think that um, as much as the world is not talking about it, I, I, you would think... And it is, I, I'm not going to say this is the case for every church, but you would think that the church would be the place to talk about it. You know what I mean? Mm. If, if the world's not going to, who am I going to go to about if it's a spirit or whatever you want to call it? You know, I mean, it is to an extent. And so it, like, who am I supposed to go to? I would wow. like to go to my church. You know what I'm saying? I would like to bring that up for the longest time. Um, when I was going through my stuff, the only way that people would like talk about me going through my stuff is, you know, like, he would tell she like, hey, did Ouch. you know that Andrew's going through that? You know, and or did you see what he put on his Twitter or something? Or did you see that blog post? You remember that I had a blog. Pause. We all know Andrew's blog. going through something when he just starts tweeting random stuff. It doesn't Dude, have to be. Anything. I had I had a whole blog <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where I'm telling people these things, and you know, the purpose of it wasn't to say poor me or anything like that. It no. was to bring that awareness. And <clears throat> with that, I got a couple of people like texting me saying like, you know, like I'm really happy that you're talking about this. Like we should be talking about this. Oh, same. That's those are the perfect responses. I want that, mm -hmm. and I want you to. I same. would like for you to share my story, share your own story. You know what I'm saying? You share every like anything impossible to get this to light. You know, but. I, you know, I, I would put all those blogs out and stuff like that. And, but then people would not come up to me and talk to me and say like, Hey, are you okay? Didn't expect it. Didn't want it. Okay. But what would happen is that people would come and pray for me. You know, people would lay hands. And then when I would stop praying, they'd walk away from me. You know what I'm saying? And then, you mm -hmm. don't you don't talk to them. And it was, it was, it's one of those things still. And I'm not saying that that's like, I'm not going to tell people no. that they're wrong for that because it's new. You know, it's mm -hmm. not something that people are, are are used to being. But I mean, people coming and praying for me, that shows me that they they see it and they see wow. it as something going on. That's that's a good start. Mm -hmm. And I'll take that, you know, any day of the week. 
That's fine. If that's where we're at right now, then that's where we're at. That is one step closer to more people listening to about it, to more people talking about it. So with with that being said, you know, all, all these things that, you know, we come out with spoken words, people come out with music, people come out with blogs, people use their Twitter and stuff like that. People are, the conversation's getting out there. It's just not being conversed back. You right. know what I mean? That's all it is. It, you know, Kanye West will tweet 30 things and people just call him, you know, Crazy. an idiot. Yeah. yeah. And people call him an idiot. I wonder how many people... I'm just using Kanye West as just an example right now. I, I don't know. We love but, Kanye. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Uh, how many people are really like, you know, sitting there saying like, hey, something's up with him. Like, let's see if he's good. Let's, you know. We learned that lesson, um, not to bring up another uh, name, but we learned that lesson with um, Chadwick Boseman, where people- No one knew. No one knew no that one he knew had cancer, he but everybody in the Instagram comments were like, why are you so skinny? You need to beef up. You need to do this. People they were, fun of him. They were hating on him so hard up until he died with cancer. Mm-hmm. And then- after he died with cancer, after he died from it, everyone's like, this is why we have to be nice to people. And then next thing you know, our president gets COVID and it's like, we're glad he died. <laughs> you know, we're glad he's sick. Yeah, you man. know, all it's these crazy. different things, you know, and I'm not trying to get political on it, no, yeah. but it's this, it's this very, it's this concept when I it's mean, like. I, w- I was shocked. I, w- I mean, I guess I wasn't shocked, but going on Twitter, because I'm really into politics. I'm really, really into them, you know, and so uh, I go on Twitter and I see how many people are like excited that he got sick. Makes sense. I understand why people are upset because you know he, he in people's quotations. I'm not going to say my own quotations, but people's quotations is that he's handling this wrong. You know, I'm not going to say whether I think he is or not because I don't care to talk about politics. But you know, people are saying he's doing it wrong. People are saying because he's not wearing a mask. He's not wearing a mask. You know, and so then he gets sick. So now it's one of those like, oh, this is what happens. But karma. to go, but to you could say karma all you want, but to say I hope he dies and to say like that's too far. I hope you die. That's like, too far. That's, that's so far. That's so far. I wouldn't say that about anybody, man. I just because to to say that I want someone to die, man, is just asking the death sentence on myself, you know, really. And mm-hmm. I think for me, it's so hard to tell somebody that I want them to die because I, at one point I wanted myself to die. Wow. And it's just like that is so. People don't understand the extent of that. I, like you don't yeah. think about that. You know what I mean? Wow. That's what's crazy to me, but that's just that's just people on Twitter, you know. You it's should, just Twitter you should run with that, honestly. How yeah. do you you go from? Well, I'm like I'm rocked right now. My God, that's like a praise break, cry at the altar moment for Pentecostals who are listening. You go from I'm I'm not gonna wish somebody to die because I wanted myself to die, you know, at one point in my life. Like, yeah. I think that's the. There's just one person who said we need less finger pointing and we need more thumb pointing or we're pointing at ourselves. You know, how do we, I guess, um, how do we jump on that, that train of like, look, I'm not going to treat my fellow human in the way that I felt negatively about myself. Man, I don't don't think I don't think that's going to happen. I I don't think that's something that is like accomplishable, you know, to a full of permanent extent. You know what I mean? Just because, I mean, we're born sinners, you know what I mean? Oh, we're still fallible. Like, yeah, we're, 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 we're awful, you mm-hmm. know, as a human nature. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, getting to a permanent extent of like saying like, you know, I'm looking at myself and I'm checking myself, it's just not going to happen. It's just one of those things that's just not possible. The humanity, I, I here's the way that I look at humanity. Um, I I've tend to look at humans as... Well, first of all, this year, ever since my brain broke and God is slowly fixing it, Lord, thank, uh, thankfully, um, I'm tr- I'm starting to change my language yeah, on how I look huge, at humans. Huge. Um, because before I would, whenever something with a negative connotation would come up, I would look at a human being who did something bad. For example, if you stole something, I'd call you a thief. Mm. Now I look at it, I'm like, you stole something. So you stole something. It doesn't necessarily, at least how I look at it, it doesn't make you a thief to me. It, it makes you a human who's acting like one. Yeah. How my father um, raised me was, you're not stupid, but you're acting stupid. Yeah. I, I feel like that's a good one. I feel like language is so important. That's why the I guess in the beginning of this conversation, bringing it back to mental health, I feel like whenever the phrase mental health is brought up. It's always brought up with a negative light. Mm. Yep. It's like, oh, yeah, he's talking about mental health. Why don't, as you were saying, why don't we go pray for him, but we're not going to talk to him? You know, that's a whole that's a whole thing I could go into, man. I don't want to go <laughs> Come into on. That. Give us a snippet about how you feel. Well, let me, let me go back to what you were saying um, about 
if someone stole something, you know, you would look at them as a thief, right? And it's terrible. One thing that I've noticed with, um, you know, with my walk and, and my experience, you know, I think one huge thing that we need to be doing as people is if you see someone steal something, ask why. Why mm. did you steal that? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Are are you are you going hungry? Are you thirsty? When was the last time you ate? You know what I'm saying? Not to not to say it's okay to steal. You know, mm-hmm. that's not what I'm saying. You know, but to bring that into the aspect of what we're talking about, you know, it the the perfect response, in my opinion, is if if you were to tell me I want to kill myself, perfect response for me is to say why. And and mm-hmm. genuinely ask why and mm-hmm. go into that conversation. Because if you tell me I want to kill myself and be like, no, don't do it. It's awful. You know, you know, you're not supposed to do it. You know, it's awful, mm-hmm. but you still want to do it. Mm-hmm. Why? You know, to get to that low point, you, there has to be an underlying thing. And the biggest thing for me, uh, um, I was talking with to an individual, one who's like really close to my heart, actually. Um, he he told me that exact thing. He said, you know, I'm going through a lot and I've really been contemplating suicide. And, you know, my first response it, mentally to, to say was just say, Oh, uh, that's awful. You can't do that. You know, so many people are going to be upset. So many people are going to care. You know what I'm saying? You're going to leave behind so much. But in that moment, you know, you understand. I, I mean, at least at, this, at that point, I understood. He knows all this. There's no point in this. And it's just someone that I'm close to. So why even go through the whole like BS of just like, you know, the formalities of it? You know, something that we're just taught to respond with. So I asked him why. And then he goes and tells me why. And, you know, for lack of better terms, he told me why. I understood why he wanted to kill himself. I get that. I understand how can someone can get to that point with what they're going through because it was a lot less for me to get to that point because that point is reachable. It's not this foreign thing anymore. It's not something that is so far beyond it, right. you know, and it, it sounds terrible to say you understand why someone wants to kill himself. I'm not saying that they should. I'm saying that I understand why your pain is taking you that far. Now, now that we understood it, let's talk about it. Let's go frame by frame with everything that you're going through. Let's talk our way out of it. Let's let's just have a conversation about it. And we sat in that car for three hours talking about it. Mm. Way too late. I had to wake up for work the next day. And I could say that I went to work the next day. I called out. Totally called out. I'm not doing that. Okay. I was too tired. But that conversation alone, it, what it did is it didn't solve all his problems right there. No. It's not going to solve all your problems right there. But it opened up that line of conversation to where the next day he called me again. Next day he called me again. A couple of days go by, he calls me again. You know, not to say I want to kill myself, but just to talk. Just to talk about, hey, you know that thing I told you about? It actually ended up working out. Hey, that thing we talked about, it got a little bit better. You know, that that conversation, just to give that praise report to somebody is huge. Right. Having someone to call and say, hey, you know what? I don't want to die anymore. That's huge. To, to have that conversation and to have someone that you can celebrate that with is huge. Because it, it's so easy to say that you'll die for somebody, right? Mm. And, but it's it, it's so much harder to say, I'll live for you. So it's, you know, that whole thing. And it's a super wow. big cliche right now. Wow. I'm not the first person to say it, so don't it's quote me. It's still so powerful. <laughs> but it, it's, it's huge because, yeah. you know, when I when I look at people that I know have wanted to kill themselves and, you know, it, I'm sorry, I sound really like unpolitically correct, but it's just the words that are used. So when I look at somebody that wanted to kill themselves and that confided in me saying that they wanted to kill themselves and I see them walking around today and I see them living their life to the full extent, super big praise report, makes me happy. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's huge. Right. It's, it's huge. I see people in our own church today that that wanted to die and are still here. I look in the mirror every single day and I see somebody that made it. It's huge. You know, that kind of praise report is something that if I can't call somebody and tell them about that, like, it's just, you know, it's for me alone, but it, it, it's huge to be able to, to celebrate that with somebody, mm-hmm. you know, and it's a, it's a very different type of happiness because it's just, it's different. I don't know how to worry better, but Yeah. <laughs> That honestly, it gives me hope to see, because um, right now we're in our twenties. Yeah, and he- here's what I can see: I can see that the more people who attach themselves to this message, the message of being the hands and feet of Jesus, the message of like, you don't have to try to give a prophetic word to somebody as soon as they tell you their problems. Right. The message of you don't have to quote the King James at them every two seconds in mm-hmm. order for you to feel accomplished, but the message of, hey, you could talk to me. Yeah. I feel the more people that attach this within our age group will be the 50-year-olds saying this is how it was when we were growing up. But now when we started a movement or we became part of a movement, this is the reason why. Mm-hmm. That you're no longer just able to hear the conversation. Talk about it. But you could talk about it. You could be a part mm-hmm. of it. 
That is the hope that I see when I hear these stories. 100%. Because it's no longer just like, all right, I helped you out. Here's what I believe. There's going to be major Christianese that's going to come out of my mouth. But I believe that when you've walked through a situation and you've overcome the situation by the power of the blood of Jesus, that you've been given power over that situation Mm. so that you can look at somebody who's going through the exact same thing you did and you can walk them through it. Mm. And then they can help deliver somebody else and Mm -hmm. they can help deliver somebody else. It may not be the same methodology, but rather it's like, hey, I was able to go through it. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you're setting yourself as a standard because every situation is different or how you receive the situation is different, but you could still be a ray of hope to somebody. Right. That's why testimonies are a thing. You know, you have a reason to they tell should, your story. They, they should come back more. <laughs> yeah, man. So I miss testimony service. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I love them. Where are you now? Right Shout now? out to Justin Bieber. <laughs> Where? <laughs> dude, that was a good song. That was that a good was, song. That's that, that purpose that song album. That went hard for a while, dude. That purpose album is the best Bieber album, yeah. I promise you. But where, like, again, I want to bring the whole connotation, not just one side or the other of mental health, but where are you now in your journey of mental health? In terms of before or in terms of just in general? So we can go the whole way from, like, before... Because you were talking about how your blog, where you would be talking about all the things that you would be struggling with, your mindset mm-hmm. back then. Now, yeah. as far as 2020, where because you're about to get married, you yeah. know, you got a job lined up, you yeah. know, like you, all these different things are working out for you. But just because we've seen it, you know, and real, and I'm not putting you as a stereotype, but we've seen how people who have everything lined up and they're still going through their own things. Mm. Where is your mental health now in this uh, season of your life? I would say it's not better or worse. I'd say it's different now. Wow, you know? I like that. Uh, I, I won't say. I won't say. Um, I, I'm not going to say I was better than when than where I was before because I feel like this person that I am now, um, in comparison to 17 year old my, my old self, you know, uh, it's very two very different people, two very different situations. I will say this though: when I was 17, up until I was like, actually, probably since I was 14 to 19, I wanted to kill myself. Mm-hmm. I don't want to kill myself anymore, and that's huge. Wow. You know, that's a really big deal I to love me. That. You know, and yeah. I haven't thought about killing myself in a very long time. You know, and it's a really big deal to me. You know, I actually think about that a lot. You know, like I thank God almost daily, hourly for that. You know, the mm-hmm. fact that I'm walking around and I want to be walking around. No, I'm thankful too. You know, it's, yeah, it's yeah. huge. It's huge. But you know, where I am now, it, it's it's totally different because right now there's there's a lot of. Uh, anxiety is stuff going on. There's a lot of like stress in my life, you know, planning a wedding and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But this is all stress now to where I feel like a lot more confident handling it. Wow. You know what I mean? And, that, and it's, it's really, it's, it feels really good so to, good. to have <laughs> in my, in my opinion, normal problems, you know, it's terrible. So good stress. Yeah. Good stress, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I mean, well, cause I mean, before I got here, if I'm going to be really honest with you, man, I had like a huge, like om- almost breakdown. Cause you know, work is just, you know, sometimes it gets to me and it gets, you know, I still have that underlining anxiety, you know, depression, stuff like that. But I mean, I'm able to combat it more, you know, the more I pray about it and stuff like that, the more I'm in tune with my walk with God, I feel a lot more better to combat it. But sometimes it creeps up, obviously. And, you know, with, like my job right now, super stressful right now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a really big deal. We're trying to open up because of COVID and stuff like that. Really big deal. But, you know, I almost had like a major breakdown. And, you know, that was like the first time in a long time. But, you know, I was able to sit there and breathe, you know, and like come back from it and, and get over it. But that that is just something that I think is always going to happen. But like that type of breakdown or that type of anxiety coming over me. You know, five years ago, I wouldn't have been able to handle that. I wouldn't have been able wow. to do it. You know, I would have walked away from my job. I would have, like, shut down completely. I would have gone to sleep or something, you know, not eat for two days. Wow. You know, the strip. But it's just I can handle it now. You know, I feel a lot better. I remember some of that, actually. Mm. It's, yeah. it, it's cool. It's, it's cool to understand that you're in a better place than before, kind of. You know, like I said, because I feel like I'm in a different position in life. But... You know, all the stress that I get right now, all the anxiety that I get right now, it's it's compatible, mm-hmm. you know, and it's it, it's very different and in a good way. You know, I don't know how to word it like politically correct, but <laughs> this is not a PC party. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I figured that out. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> but it's cool. It's cool. But yeah, I mean, right now I, I feel good. I feel good. I feel really good. You know, I got a lot of stuff coming up, like you said, mm-hmm. but I'm excited. You know, and I have, I'm one of those people that don't get excited about life. 
you know yeah. and it's really cool to be excited i mean I, I love my fiance she's awesome really excited to start life with her what's her name I'm not gonna say her name. We can't do it yet. I don't want. I don't want to do. Can't Man, her name's Giovanna. Bro. She's she's pretty. She's pretty. She's cute. She's cute. I'm telling you guys, after this podcast, he's gonna like yell at me. No, 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 no. I'm gonna show her up. Like I said, if, you, if you're embarrassed to talk about him, you don't got the right one. See, convicted by his own words. See that? See that? I got myself. I got myself. I'm not a hypocrite. Hey. Promise you. No, honestly, man. Like looking at where you're at now, I first of all, I'm a hundred percent happy. You know that you're getting married now. I remember like three years ago, we were all, was it three years ago? I think it was three years ago, we were all going through breakups of some sort. <laughs> Dude, all of us, bro. Dude, all of us. It was at four, the same four of us. It was four time. of us at yeah. one time. We were all going through it. I remember that. It was super crazy. It was like, so me and my boy, we were like, we were going hard with it. We were struggling. And then <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. It was like, first it was, I think it was, first it was me. And then I'm like, no, it was Jose first. Oh, it was, was Jose it, was first. It, him? it was Jose Boy, first. Oh. Sorry, shout out Jose, jo, uh, Jolo. Oh. <laughs> my bad, my bad. I mean, it was Jose. Then it was you. And then yeah. it was me. And then it was one of our other friends. It's not. It's not here right now. Yeah, uh, it was so crazy. Like he was going through his thing, and then um, I was trying to walk him through it. And the next thing you know. Christmas Day comes up, and then <laughs> homegirl's like, yeah, I left you for another dude, bro. She didn't actually say it. I found out on New Year's, but mm-hmm. it was crazy. And then next thing you know, we're, we're all in a group chat, right? We're like, yeah, we're all in this together. And then- We had a group chat. We huh? had a group chat. Man, that's bad. We were going through it, dude. That's crazy. <laughs> He's looking at me crazy right now, like, are you serious? Yeah, we were simps, you know? But- Man, I remember, I remember when we were all going through that. It was us four. You guys came down to Redwood City. Oh, bro. We were, we were on uh, University Avenue. Yes. And we sat in the car playing, uh, she told me that I'm not enough. <laughs> Shout out to Post bro. Malone for that one. <laughs> uh, man, I've never seen four simps in a car singing that so loud, dude. <laughs> I remember recording that on my phone, and I was like, man, I'm going to put my phone down. I want to sing too, dude. <laughs> we're going through it. But but you know what's crazy about that is, is you look at you look at all four of those people right now. Yeah, I don't know if you know which one I'm talking about. The fourth person. Uh, he was he was here today. He was here today. Glasses. Yeah yeah one hundred percent one hundred percent. So all four of us right now, we got through that right. We're totally here. got through that. Yeah. We're chilling. We're here one hundred percent. I mean, uh, look at me. I mean, I'm totally getting married right now. Yeah, you got a podcast going right now. I don't want to call out Joe Lowe, but he's pretty cool, man. He does it all, dude. He's, he's the reason this is going on are, right are now. Are we allowed to mention you? We've mentioned you like a hundred times. We're already, sure. doing, we're already doing it. He doesn't get to say it, but he's, he's handling all this. And then, you know, our other friend, he, he's he he's doing really good. Yeah. He's doing really good. And he and he's one of my friends that, you know, he, he's gone through it. Mm-hmm. He's totally gone through it. But, and he's one of those people that when I see him and I see him smile, it's right. a really big deal to me. It's a really, really big yeah. deal to me. No, you're right. I've seen what he's going through. You know, I've been there. He's one of my closest friends. Mm-hmm. And, just to see those people smiling now. Just to see you after seeing, like, the through that low point in oh. our lives, dude. Just for all of us to be smiling with each other. And it, it's crazy. You know, it's super, super crazy, in my opinion. That's, like, I think the miracle there for people who are listening or, and are possibly going through this. First of all, um, I can honestly say it right now that this might not have been the perfect conversation for mental health. This might not have been the, I mean, I like it, you know, I'm not downplaying it, but what I'm saying is, it's like, it's hard to answer every single question mm. within a certain amount of time. Right. But I think for the people who might be struggling with their, if I can phrase it this way, their demons, their issues that have issues, I think being able to look at what you just said and saying, we're making it through the other side. Yeah. I think that could possibly be an anchor of hope for somebody. Man, 100%, dude. Anybody, make me any, anybody <laughs> listening to this, I, I promise you, you get through it 100%. That is like the biggest thing. If, if, if this dude in front of me can get through it, you can get through it. <laughs> I promise you. This is the biggest emotional person I've ever seen in my life, Shut bro. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm you not, do. You totally yeah. get through it. It's, it's, it's huge, man. And, but, I, but like you're saying, this may not be the perfect conversation for this, but I can tell you this, it's real. You know, mm-hmm. and it's not... And these are the type of conversations that I want to have about mm-hmm. mental illness. This is, I think when people think of talking about mental illness, it's like that eerie topic of like, oh, you want to talk about dying? Like, oh, that's that's really weird. You know, it's really dark. But it's not. It's it's no. really not. Like, this conversation right here totally helps me, you know, even with what I'm going through. You know what I'm saying? Say that I'm stressed out from work. I haven't thought about that once during this conversation. Right. It's huge, you know. It, just to be able to get people to understand that these type of talks right here is all we're asking for. 
Wow, yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're not asking for you to sit there and cry with us. I, I don't want anybody to cry with me. At the time, I just want people to hear me out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Let me get it off my chest and then call me later or something and take me out to eat or something. Mm-hmm. I promise you. Biggest thing. Those people that are going through it, biggest thing you do is talk about it. Biggest thing. And it's super hard. It is. Super hard. And I feel like it's a lot harder to listen. Oh, man. Uh, so, so just sit there. And you think so? You think it's harder to hear it than to talk not, about not it? Not for me. Not for me. No, hold up. Well, <laughs> I don't know, man. Let, I me, let me phrase about it this way. Let me phrase The reason why I'm talking about from the, if I can say it this way, the healthy person perspective, mm. listening to the person who's going through it. Because for me personally, I can't say this for everybody else. I can say for me, I don't need you to quote me a sermon. Mm-hmm. Because, mind you, I've been preaching for eight years i probably know where you're going to go with your direction i'm not i'm not trying to sound cocky um or narcissistic or whatever the word is but i i I know where you're going to go Mm. i know the stories you're going to pull the points you're going to pull all right um a previous evangelist we had on here aj holloway he went through the same thing all right when he was going through a season in his life i just need you to listen yeah. And I feel like for some people, it's hard just to listen and not speak Yeah, without trying to quote you a sermon or mm-hmm. without trying to give you a... Because I'm not saying that they're doing it to listen to the sound of their own voice, but they're doing it because that's what they feel they need to do yeah. in order to be there for you. But I think the best things to do in certain... And not maybe not every predicament, but at least from my perspective and how I've experienced it is I just need you to listen. Because it's already hard enough for me to speak. Mm-hmm. I just need you to be like, all right. Just ask why. Just ask why. Just ask why. Just ask why and then one shut word. up after. One and word. Oh, <laughs> trust me. You ask me why, I'm going to go down, man. <laughs> yeah. The waterworks are coming. I'll, the waterfall will happen, dude. I'll, I'll go off on my own. I, I'm, nothing makes me feel more irrelevant. Yeah. <clears throat> speak, speak. Yeah, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I feel irrelevant in a congregation that tells me to pray about it. 100% feel super irrelevant. I don't, I, I'm just being honest. I'm being honest. I, I don't. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hanky right Man, now. last time you watched that thing, dude? <laughs> uh, uh, that's got ago. blood from two years ago, dude. I don't know what you're doing. But uh, real talk, real yes. talk. The, 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 the biggest thing that hurts is... Yeah, I guess it doesn't hurt because, you know, people, they don't know how to respond, man. They don't, they, people don't know what to say. They don't know what to do. But if, if someone tells me to pray about it, you know, it, I need to. Yes. I, I need to pray about it 100%, and and I do need to, you know, choose God through this. It's like putting a Band-Aid on a surgical wound is when they say that because they don't want to acknowledge the conversation. They'd rather yeah. just be like, here's yeah. the ball in your court. Yeah. Go pray about it. You know, if I'm at that point to where I'm going to somebody to talk about it, I just want to be heard. I just want to be heard. I just want someone to listen. I just, I got to get it off my chest. You know what I'm saying? You tell me to pray about it. It just makes me feel like, okay, you don't want to have this conversation. Mm. You know? And there is the right way to tell people to pray about it. I'm not saying don't tell people to pray about it because yes. they need to pray about it. Yes. But please don't say, hey, man, you should pray about that and just leave it there. You know, be uninterested. But at the same time, I do see the other side of to where it's no one's responsibility to hear you out. You know, and it's not. That is where I wanted to dive into. Yeah. It, it's no one's. It, it's completely nobody's. And I think that. If we need to backtrack, because we have said a lot about how people like people listening, it's huge. It's huge. Yes. Yeah, and, and it, there is a responsibility on people to know that they have a role as a human to hear people out, whether it's suicide or depression or adultery or anything. <clears throat> you know, the stealing, whatever you want to call it. Okay, no matter what it is, we do have a responsibility as a human to 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 accountability. You know, what I'm saying checking people and 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 being there for people, hearing people. You know what I'm saying? We're all, you know, brothers and sisters in this. You, know? you are your brother's keeper. Yeah, dude. I mean, 100%. If I hear that you're going through something, it is now my job to care. And that's just how I feel. You know, I can't say that people are going to care. You know, I'm not going to say that if I go and tell Sally tomorrow that I want to die, she's going to sit there and say, oh, my gosh, I'm here for you. I don't mm-hmm. expect that from anybody. <clears throat> but it, there, it, And that's the sad thing is that it's no one's responsibility. Is it nice? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in a perfect world, we'd all hear each other, but we wouldn't be having this conversation if people did that. No, that's we wouldn't true. have this conversation. People would understand they need to talk about it. But it, it, it is so easy for us to sit up here in two microphones and tell people what to do about it, though. You know? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I'm only speaking on hindsight of what I went through. Right. If you had this conversation with me when I was 17, I would just keep saying, I don't know. I don't know. You know? I, I, I wouldn't have any answers. But, I mean, the, I think the purpose for us talking about this right now is to, to give that hindsight and just tell people, like, hey, 
you got to talk about it. <laughs> you got to do it. I mean, and if there was one thing that I could tell my 17-year-old self, is just go to your mom. Go to your mom. Go to your dad. Wow. Go, go to somebody, you know? And if you don't feel like you have that relationship with your mom or your dad, go to a sibling. If you have no siblings, go to a friend, you know? If you have no friends, and this is going to sound really weird, but if you have no friends, online friends, <laughs> this sounds really weird. It sounds really weird. I promise you. But, like, you, you put things out like, uh, what's that one that was really popular? Tumblr. Yeah. Get a journal. Yes. There it goes. That's what I'm trying to say. Yes. Is you get a journal. Man, I said online friends. That's weird. I, I, I meant this. I Among meant Us jo- has given me a lot of friends. <laughs> people sus, dude. I don't know. People be trying to kill people. That's crazy. But, you know, you get you get, get, get a Twitter. Get a, get a Tumblr. Put it on private. Just write what you want to write. You right. know, just it's not so much of, you know, telling humans. It's just get it out in the world. Get it out of your brain. Get it out of inside of you. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you, you have a closet. Mm-hmm. If you're cleaning your room and you put all your stuff into the closet, eventually you're going to run out of room and it's going to start pouring out. Wow. That's what's going to happen. And so you, you can't keep it out. So whatever outlet you have, whether you want to handwrite it, whether you want to tell somebody, whether you want to make an internet account, whatever you want to do for a journal, just do it. Just do it. Because you got you to understand that if you get to a point to where you're talking about it and it sounds silly, you're getting somewhere. Because if you're out, if you write it down, or if I talk about it with you, and I and I realize that I sound ridiculous, you're one step closer to getting better. You're one step wow. closer. Wow, it's huge, dude. You got to hear how you're thinking. Got to hear how it sounds outside. Because when it's in your head, everything sounds good in your head. Everything sounds, you know, like it makes sense. Mm-hmm. You start to re- you start to think. You start to hear it. It's a really big deal. I don't think you should ever be afraid of no of letting things tumble out. Yeah, no, of course. Let it. Let yourself have a have a breakdown. Have let a yourself rough draft moment. Go through it. Yeah, let get. You gotta cry. You gotta cry sometimes. You know. And I was just talking about this with my sister. I told her. I said, "Dude, I really want to cry because it's my work situation right now." She said, "Dude, you should. Yeah, you should totally cry." You know. And you know, I, I'm. It's is a very thin line between accepting that you're going through something and letting yourself cry and dwelling in it. Wow. It's a really big there's a it's not a big line, it's a really thin line. It's it's very close and it's very scarce. But there is there is that point to where you do have to understand. I'm going through this. This hurts. So let me get this out. And I think that the best way to get that out, if you can't talk to anybody, then just speak it to God. Just get it out there. 100% because he's listening whether you want to whether you want to uh send it to him or not. If you say it, if you think it, he's hearing you. So get it out there. You know what I'm saying? If you if you're mad, yell at God. Go ahead. You'll feel better. He's a big boy. He he, he can take it. <laughs> yeah. I think he can handle it. You know, it just 100. Just just that was one of the biggest things that I did when I was going through it. Promise you, I, I did the whole journal thing. I would I would text in my phone. I would type to myself, and sometimes I would be in my car and I would just scream, just 100 scream right at him and say, "Dude, why am I going through this? What's going on?" The, one of the biggest prayers that I kept repeating over and over and over is. I know this is supposed to be something, but I'm not seeing it. Where is it? You know, and it was, it's because I was hurt, 100% hurt. And I think, I'm, I'm pretty sure he understands that, you know? So even if you think you sound ridiculous, you think you're mad, you talk to him because he, he's, he's a jealous God. He wants you to talk to him. Yeah. He, want, he, wants you, he wants him to come to you, you know? And we don't do that. And we, we spent this whole, however long this is, talking about people, backtrack a little bit, you can go to him, you know? You can, right. Yeah. And it, but, uh, you know, I'm not going to be. <clears throat> Ignorant to where I say like you know, uh, everyone's gonna feel comfortable t- praying about it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be ignorant about that. You know I'm gonna you know I want to look at every single spectrum. So if you don't feel comfortable talking to talking to God about it, I understand you. Talk to somebody. Write in your journal. Get it out there. It's huge. It it, it changes the way you look at what you're going through. One hundred percent. Last thing. I'm getting the cutoff. <laughs> um, First of all, we need to we need to have more conversations like this. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, um, last thing is, um, how do you take ownership of what you did in poor mental health? If you can sum it up in like me thirty seconds. Well, not you specifically, but if you were people to, people with mental health. Yeah. If how would how would you in general be like? All right, this is how it, I. You can't even generalize it, but. How do you recommend somebody to take ownership of what they did in poor mental health? If you can sum it up in like 30 seconds or less, which is hard. Understand you were going through a low place. Accept it. Accept it that you were at a low place and know that there's a better you. And, you know, you don't have to sit there and say, wow, I was horrible. But say, you know what? I understand that low point. I never want to go through there. But that was me. That was what I was going through. That's all you can do. You know, all the things that you say during that low point, all the things that you did during that low point, they happened already. 
you know, and you got to just accept it and move on really. And it's, it's I, making that sound so easy, but it's probably one of the hardest things that people go through is that guilt. But accept yourself now so you can appreciate yourself. You have later. to, yeah. You have to know that you're in a better place now and honestly just be happy. Mm -hmm. just, yeah. I want to thank you so much uh, for having this conversation with me um, on the new podcast called Ambition. Yeah. <laughs> the story behind that was literally um, he started a yeah. connect group and uh, it was a men's group and then it got turned into something bigger than that. And then he invited me to come along and called it ambition. Called it ambition. He had an yeah. ambition before I was there and then recently asked him like, dude, can I use the name? And he's you, like, you know why? I'm, you know why I, I actually really like using the name is because it's still it's still carrying the same agenda in my opinion. Wow! It's the whole point of it from the beginning was to get the people that weren't really involved involved. You know, <laughs> get the message out to people that don't really get the message. And I think that's what we're doing here. You know, just spreading it, just moving forward with the good news. I'm going to cry again. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank you guys so much. Um, please leave a like, comment, subscribe, complaint. I want all the smoke. Um, our website, ourgodwillsaveus.com. We have merch there if you want to buy some merch. We are, I believe, um, November. By the time this drops out, we will not be selling our first Hosanna collection anymore. Um, but we are coming out with a new collection. Um I'll give you the snippet of that on our Instagram. So follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Spotify. Follow Andrew on his Instagram. He is going to be married, so don't DM him. <laughs> I'll see you guys soon. I love you guys. Peace. Don't kill yourself. Stay alive. <laughs>